go with another edition of the Redbirds Rundown Podcast. I am your host, Peter Fleischer. The Redbirds just wrapped up a four-game series with the Reno Aces. That was part of a seven-game homestand, and they will now leave AutoZone Park and Memphis tomorrow to begin a month of June where they're basically on the road for the rest of the month. I think they have 16 of their next 20 games away from the friendly confines of AutoZone Park. So a challenging stretch ahead for the Redbirds, but as they sit in first place in the American Southern Division, have to be happy with how things have gone so far. We're now far enough into the season to start to see some ebbs and flows, and the sample size is large enough now that we can finally begin to make some judgments. It's been clear to see the most obvious part of the Redbirds' success thus far has been its starting rotation. Memphis currently has four of the top 14 starters in ERA across the Pacific Coast League, and that's with guys like Jack Flaherty and Mike Myers spending most of the year in St. Louis. That's with guys like Ryan Helsley, who's been dynamite in stretches. He doesn't even have enough innings to be eligible for the ERA crown yet in the PCL. So, a lot going on, but the Redbirds rotation has had great success. Our next guest has been arguably the Redbirds' most effective, consistent starter in 2018. Just barely two years removed from pitching in college, Dakota Hudson is among the league leaders in ERA. He's also among the league leaders in innings pitched. And on top of all of that, Dakota is a new father, so the guy's got a lot going on. Needless to say, it's been an impressive start to the 2018 campaign. Let's get to it. The former Mississippi State star joins the Redbirds Rundown podcast. Okay, we're here with Redbird starting pitcher Dakota Hudson, fresh off a start where you threw six scoreless innings, just lowering that ERA further and further. But I want to start off the field a little bit. Um, new baby in your life, right? How has that been? Are you sleeping much? And how does that kind of change your routine as a ball player? Uh, yeah, it's been it's been pretty different. Uh, sleep comes whenever it comes, just a little bit more naps throughout the day. Uh, my wife does a great job of, of uh, helping me get ready and prepare. So. Uh, she does a lot for for me and for us, and uh, having the babies just it's incredible to hold a little version of yourself. So uh, it's it's very exciting. A lot of people say once they have that first child that their perspective kind of shifts. That whether they're a baseball player or a doctor or whatever, that now their purpose is something different than themselves. Have you kind of had that moment where you realized, hey, everything I do out here also affects that baby? Yeah, I mean, just whenever I mean, even whenever I first held them, I mean, I could already tell that like what I was actually doing and being at work and uh, everything I do like as a person uh, off and on the field just it affects him and so like uh, it's just been a lot more a lot more uh, relaxed I want to say but a lot more focused at the same time and uh, I've definitely been taking advantage of the family time with uh, my wife and kid being here in Memphis. You brought up being here in Memphis. It was not that long ago that you were pitching at Mississippi State, not too far from Memphis, almost almost a local school here in southern Tennessee. Do you get a lot of Bulldog love around here from fans or just even at the ballpark or away from the park? Oh, yeah, there's a huge alumni uh, yeah. around here. And uh, I bet every game I'm, I'm uh, in the dugout or in the stands doing a chart, I see a Mississippi State Bulldogs T-shirt somewhere. Uh, but right now I bet they're all in Nashville watching the Super Regionals. So best luck to them. You were drafted just two short years ago. The draft was this last week. What are your memories from that? Probably still pretty fresh, right? Yeah, I mean, you you go you go through that day and, or those days, and uh, you're just waiting to hear your name called. And I, everybody that does get their name called, it's it really is a dream that you have that you you hear your name called and you get a chance to play professional baseball. Um, so all those all those guys that are coming to pro ball, I mean, best of luck to them and 
Uh, it's just a very exciting feeling. If I had to pick a type, the Cardinals' favorite type of prospect, it would look like you. They love these college starters that are successful but also mature, and they can rise up the minor league ranks really quickly. What was your reaction to being drafted by a franchise that has that track record of success? Uh, I just knew, I just kind of knew what to expect a little bit more. I mean, the first thing they sent to me was uh, I got a phone call from my, from my advisor, and then next thing you know, I'm getting a video about Cardinal Corps. So I was introduced to how the, how the system operates and uh, was uh, able to meet everyone in St. Louis very shortly afterwards. So I was, a, I was accustomed to the uh, St. Louis Cardinals very quick. So in 2016, you made 12 appearances with the Cardinals organization, and that includes four in rookie ball after you were signed after the draft. Was that tough to go from taking the ball for the Bulldogs in pretty much every big game, pitching regularly, and then that's kind of standard operating procedure for the organization. They like to peel guys back after drafting them. Any adjustment at all for you? Uh, it's definitely different. You get It's a different style of baseball, I want to say. Um, you see a lot more guys throwing 100 than you do in college, but it's also just uh, making adjustments level to level. Um, so it, it was a big adjustment as I went, but I felt like throwing that first year and having those 12 appearances at, throughout all the way up to AA, I felt like that kind of gave me an idea of how I needed to adjust and go into my offseason and prepare to uh, have my first full season and like what I needed to do to grow. So. so in starting your first full season in 2017, they put you at AA Springfield. That's a pretty aggressive approach for a guy that was just in college a year ago. Were you expecting that, and was that intimidating at all, starting at such a high level? Uh, no, I wasn't expecting it, and uh, no, but no, I wasn't really intimidated. I had a, I had an inning or a, a brief view of playoff baseball in Double A, so I kind of knew what to expect. Uh, wore it a little bit early on in the season, kind of had that adjustment period, yeah. and then I was able to kind of settle in and uh, figure out how to how to throw and adjust to the level. So uh, that opportunity last the year before, and then getting that opportunity to start the year, I felt like it gave me the chance to uh, really build throughout my. Uh, year last year in 2017. So by the end of 2017, you're up here in Memphis helping the Memphis Redbirds win their way to a PCL championship. What was that experience like being a part of this clubhouse and being part of such a successful run down the stretch last season? I mean, we, we came out, on the, I came out on the field every time, and I, I don't think I felt like we were going to lose anything. Uh, the way those guys played and how hard they played and uh, just the, the attention to detail that we had going throughout that postseason run, uh, is, is, is very, very fun to be a part of. You have your first year in pro ball. You have your first full year in the organization. What did you focus on after the 2017 season going into this year? Uh, really, I felt like going into the offseason, it was all about honing what I did have and uh, get put in the zone a lot more in the locations that I needed and then be able to kind of vary speeds a little bit better. I, I threw, uh, I've been throwing, uh, I have a hard sinker and then a hard slider, so it's just kind of getting the hitters off balance, and that's really what I've been keeping steady as I've gone. This kind of leads into our next question, but your ERA right now sits at 2.44. That's good for second in the PCL. So obviously you've been very successful this summer. What's allowed you to take that next step as a pitcher? Um, just working ahead, just being able to kind of put, put what I have over the plate and uh, just trust that my defense behind me is going to make the plays, which they do, and then uh, um, just being able to go out there and grind and figure out what I can, can do and then make adjustments pitch by pitch, try and learn what I can as I'm playing. Do you happen to know who is first in the PCL and ERA? Oh, yeah, Ponce. So you guys know because I've talked to a couple of you guys. It seems like you guys are all pushing each other. The starting rotation has been dynamite here in Memphis. You guys – a little bit are paying attention to that and, and push each other in competition. 
Yeah, I mean, we push each other, but it's more about how we personally see that we're doing. I mean, you may have you may have a good game where you go out there and you give up one or less runs, but doesn't necessarily have a good outing as a pitcher. You may miss some extra spots. You may get away with some stuff, have some guys in the in the field bail you out, and so we're really just working on how how to focus in and really get to pitch by pitch and execution, and that's kind of how we're judging ourselves, not based on our numbers. Well, the wins are there for you and for the Redbirds team. The ERA is there for you. The strikeout rate looks good. So what do you want to focus on? What do you want to improve after this early season success? I'm just trying to get deeper into games. I mean, six innings is, is okay, but I'm trying to push into that seven, eight, nine category a little bit more, maybe just uh, save the bullpen as much as I can and then try and uh, get, get through games. Dakota, the results have been there so far in 2018. We're excited to see what the rest of the season has to offer. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I have to say I've been super impressed with Dakota so far this summer. The fact that he was pitching for Mississippi State just two years ago and he's basically rocketed up the minor league ranks tells you all you need to know about Dakota's raw stuff, but also just about the maturity that he has as a pitcher and a young man. Still only 23 years old, Dakota definitely has his best stuff in front of him, and I'm excited to watch that play out. As always, we ask that you go online, subscribe to the Redbirds Facebook page, the Memphis Redbirds Facebook page, and give the Redbirds Rundown a five-star review on iTunes. Any kind of positive feedback that you guys can give us on social media always helps our cause, and we have been consistently cranking out some quality content and promotions for the next couple of months. We most recently started promoting our Star Wars theme night. We also have a Harry Potter night coming your way. I think both are going to be a blast, so we hope to see you there, and you can get more information on our Facebook page and online. That'll do it for this week's episode of the Redbirds Rundown. Uh, thank you, as always, for listening. Thank you to Dakota Hudson for stopping by, and we will be back soon.